and welcome to On the Chopping Block, a new podcast brought to you by three friends that are just going to discuss hard-hitting topics, and we're going to be putting them on the chopping block. We have great segments for you, including what we're thankful for, we're going to talk about sports, and we're just going to talk about what we're thinking, what we think you guys should be thinking about. We're going to have some great interviews and some great guests for you in following episodes, but for right now, this episode, you guys are going to get to know us a little bit, and we're going to put some things on the chopping block. On the Chopping Block is presented by Off the Wall. Off the Wall is an indoor entertainment park located in Miami, Florida, and Southern California. Attractions include trampoline dodgeball, trampoline dunking, laser tag, a ropes course, rock climbing, and many other things. There are tons of great food options, the chicken tenders, the fries, pizza, chicken wings. I'm personally a huge fan of the chicken quesadilla. The Southern California location also has stand-up comedy. I like the pizza. At the rec room every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Come play a round of bowling while watching the game or drinking at the bar. Walk in at the front desk and tell them you're friends of Ariel and get 10% off jumping in pizza. That's 10% off your off-the-wall Ariel's experience. a guy, by the way. He's a guy. Yeah, that's me. I'm the third guy that you haven't heard about yet. That's 10% off your off-the-wall experience if you tell them Ariel referred you. We love off-the-wall. Go have some fun. Woo! All right, so to introduce ourselves, I'm Miles Gilbert, one of the three guys on On the Chopping Block podcast from Miami. Have to say, I've been wanting to start a podcast for a long time. Can't wait to do it with two of my best buddies. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you guys for... Uh, for joining us on this journey, uh, Ariel. All right, so I'm Ariel, also from Miami. I'll be attending University of Florida next year. We're currently in Israel on a gap year. This is why we're starting the podcast. We feel like we have something interesting to bring to the table in the world of podcasting. And we're really excited. He didn't get into UF one time, so he's taking a gap year. Well, I don't know about year. That's not necessarily true, but I guess you could say that. Um, I'm also the Ariel you're referring to when you come up to the table at Off The Wall. And yeah, I'm really excited to begin this journey. What's Bigs, up? Please. Oh, well, thank you, Ariel, for a great introduction, a great transition to you know my time to speak. And I'm, I'm really excited to be here with you guys. Like they said, my name is Biggs, Jacob Bigelman. And like, like, I, like they said, like I've been wanting to do a podcast for a really long time to have the opportunity to do it you know, in lockdown and quarantine with, with two of my great friends, you know, it's a great opportunity. And, you know, to really dive deep into the issues that are most affecting society, like, you know, all the TikTok shit that you see late at night and all the things you can't stop looking for on Twitter, you know, that's the stuff we're going to discuss because I, all I know is that that's the stuff that's truly important to us. So let's get right into it. Miles, lead the way, please. All right. So our first segment, boys, what are we thankful for? I'm thankful for starting a new podcast with my two best friends. That's what I'm thankful for. This has been a lifelong dream of mine. Can't believe I'm doing it. It's surreal. Yeah, well, Miles, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is there a reason you did a podcast instead of like something like like video, like showing your face? Like, did you prefer like being behind the <laughs> camera, or is it like like? I personally think, think it has something to do with that. <laughs> you know, I'm not camera shy. You know, I'm not camera shy. Yeah, I'm just. 
podcasting is at a whole new level right now. And I feel like we have something. We have to, to jump offer. on the train. We have something to offer to the game. Yeah, I agree. I think with, with I, three vines like yeah, this, it's like adding another salad topper to the salad bowl of America. I mean, we you know, have something to offer. The garbanzo beans or the you know the stuff that you don't normally expect to see. I think that's like the. Time I feel like things. once we get into like a rhythm of things, we might include a camera, but we also have to like you know we get are, used to the process. We are the chili corn salsa <laughs> of the podcasting game. It is the most underrated part of the Chipotle Bowl. It adds that crunch. I think us diving into this podcasting world is just going to do... It, it's going to do light years of progress for the world of podcasting. So that's what I'm thankful for. Okay. So I'm personally thankful for... So as you might have remembered, we said we're in Israel. So I am personally thankful for... Actually, I'm going to say two things. Both of them including food. One is the green Doritos here, which are essentially crack cocaine inside of a bag. And then... The second thing is cardiot, which is ridiculous cereal. It is absolutely insane. It's basically a crepe, but a lot better. Basically, has Nutella in the center. It's a it's a it's a chocolate pillow stuffed right. with Nutella. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's like crepe except with Nutella, and probably will give me diabetes sometime in the near future. But it's completely fine. So that is what I'm thankful for. Biggs, please join in. Yeah, I mean, I think right now, even though we're in such a tough situation in life with the with the China virus. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, whoa, I'm not down, down, whoa, I'm not down that whoa, whoa, whoa. But, I mean, there's so much to be thankful for. And if I have to be thankful for anything, it's for my panini press I just got in my room. Yes, it's sir. One of the best inventions ever. So the food, where the place we're staying is so bad. The only thing I take from the dining hall is the bread. So we all went in. I paid $2 for a panini press that we were all splitting. Good yes. investment. Good Very investment. good investment. Best investment. It's so easy, you just plug it in, and I can't wait until one of us forgets to unplug it and we start a fire. But until then, Panini Press has been a great addition to the room. It's really added, you know, started to show off our cooking skills and, you know, like just stuff that stuff that we're really good at, I think. And I think that kind of encompasses just one of our very I actually used the many Panini Press. Yeah. Sorry, Biggs. I actually used the Panini Press today. I almost started a fire, but it's fine. I didn't. How'd you do that? It started smoking because I put way too much cheese on the outside so like the cheese was hanging off and then the cheese started burning and then so did the bread eventually and it was just a lot of smoke kind of dangerous it was near a window though so we're good all right well speaking of burning so i was outside literally 50 minutes ago and my friends were doing this thing called smoke tuna oh yeah i saw that it was insane i never heard of it and they so what you do is basically you take tuna but you can't get tuna with like water it has to be oil in it and you take toilet paper or preferably a cleaner you know, paper towel if you have at home, which I don't have access to right now. So you take toilet paper and you kind of just put it on top of the tuna, get a little bit damp with the tuna oil, and then you basically take your lighter, which I know all you fiends have on handy. Speaking to you, Sammy Cohen. Yes. Yes. But basically, you light the tuna can on fire and you just let it sit there for like 10 minutes, and it burns and it burns. And you get smoked tuna. Yeah, you get smoked tuna. So it's basically, you know, it's like one of the cool things that you learn, like living, you know, kind of on a budget and stuff and not being able to, you know, go to the store with my mom and dad's credit card and just buy, you know, the most elegant food there is. So smoked tuna is a really awesome way to, you know, get some nice high quality food and save some money at the great time and make, make use of your resources. Like also, it's sort of like a bonfire. You can, you can make, yeah, you, you can, can make s'mores on top of it. You can make it, uh, tuna flavored marshmallows. Right. It was a chilly night and huddling around that smoke, <laughs> that, that fiery tuna can was, was very, was yeah. very nice. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Um, all right. Next segment. 
Uh, we're gonna dive into some sports. You know, three of us are from Miami, big Heat fans. Obviously, a tough series, but what a ride for the team. Yeah, uh, I mean, personally, I think that Jimmy Butler just went crazy off. I mean, it really showed that like he could be a centerpiece for a franchise like Miami with the culture that's built around there with their expulsion of Pat Riley. And also, I think that had Goron not had a very unfortunate and very annoying injury for us, we probably could have made it a more difficult series for the Lakers, not getting blown out in the last game by almost 30 points and then only bringing it back because the Lakers stopped playing defense. Right. I mean, at some point, Jimmy Butler's playing 47 minutes. Right. Maxing out, you know, 40-point triple-doubles. I think he averaged on the series 43 minutes per game. Right. You're getting everything you can get from him. And then, like, Drogic being out, plus Bam not really being the same after hurting his shoulder in right. game one. Yeah. I mean, he was really not like the Bam Adebayo you I saw against the Celtics or the Bucks. Yeah, he should have hide every game is what it looked right. like. Right. And I think that, you know, it's, it's one piece away. You're one piece away. You're... You're a Bradley Beal, you're an Oladipo, you're a obviously Giannis away. I think I from, think we have like a legitimate chance of getting Giannis in yeah. I think when is he a free agent? Next year, two years? Next summer, twenty twenty. Next summer, yeah. yeah. So if they don't make make it far in the playoffs at least, I think it's very likely that he leaves. And I think just like the culture that we built around Miami, I think it's very likely. Right. Just the great thing about the great thing about Spolstra and Riley and that Heat culture is you can put anyone on that roster and you're going to get a team that thinks they're at making the playoffs, right. thinks that yeah. they can go deep. Because I also, they're, they're the hardest working team in right. the league. Yeah. I also think that Duncan is a little bit overrated in the sense that he can legitimately only shoot threes and then just piles on fouls like it's... Like, like there's no tomorrow. Like there's no tomorrow. He does like, foul. He, on the all he does is no foul. Tomorrow. If he doesn't make threes, he's getting fouled out in the middle of the third quarter. Yeah, I mean honestly, like, like uh, you can say like, oh, the team got blown out in Game Six, but honestly, like the Heat won two more games in that series than anyone expected them. They won four more games in the series before that, in the series before that, than you know any analyst or you know NBA insider with a. BS degree from some BS university <laughs> has. I mean, like, no, the team showed that, you know, like, they're there to play. And, I mean, like, you know, you know ma- no matter who the star is, you know, if you have a bunch of young guys who are probably horny as fuck because their wives were not in the bubble with them, I mean, when the adrenaline's pumping, you know, you haven't released released yourself in a in a few months, I mean, you know, it shows what, what can happen. And I think, I think, you know, the future's only bright for a bunch of guys who can only play basketball together, so... I mean, Tyler Hero, obviously... <laughs> can get any girl he wants. All, Literally, the all, the all, yeah. The All-NBA yeah. all teams and the awards are regular season awards, but if you did, you Including know, playoffs. A, a bubble awards, yeah. you know, he's first-team All-Rookie in in the conversation for I think MVP. And I think arguably in the All-Bubble first-team. All-Bubble first-team. I mean, the way he carried us in the Indiana series, and just big shots, like yeah. all four rounds. Yeah. Big shots all four rounds. That kid has a bright future. But on the other side of the ball, I mean, Anthony Davis is just unguardable. I but, mean, I mean, we ended up guarding him pretty well, sort of, towards the end of the I series. Have a question, I have a question. Okay. Would Anthony Davis be the same player without the unibrow? That's a tough question. I mean, he did prank us 
on April 1st a couple years ago without the unibrow. And personally, I think that empowered his unibrow even more because it showed how much people really appreciated the unibrow. And I think it really gave him a sense of confidence that like, hey, like, I'm a big player in this league and this unibrow really does me justice, you know? Follow-up question, Miles. Are you more of a fan of the unibrow or the uniboob? What's a uniboob? <laughs> like, one just kind of, like, large mass coming out of a woman's chest versus, like, two individual tits? I've never encountered a uniboob. Well, you haven't encountered many tits in your life. That's, well, I mean, that's fair. Like, <laughs> I've never, in, 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 the, in the small number of, of boobs that I've encountered in my life, besides your mother's, besides, seen right. a uniboob. However, I was... I was very afraid of the unibrow coming into the series, and rightly so, because right. he yeah. averaged, yeah. you know, thirty points. Absolutely right. dominated us in the low block. I think. Um, I think towards the end we kind of guarded him a little bit. Well, like, he was yeah, injured. I mean, right. He, injured. he did. He he did injure his heel, but like, I still feel like Bam did a decent job considering he was also not himself throughout the series. Yeah. I think he did a pretty decent job. Towards the end of the series. Yeah. I mean, I think if, the, if you had to take one thing away from the series, especially for the Heat, you know, we know what to expect for the Lakers because they won the, cha- the championship and it's great for them. But I think, I mean, the biggest thing I can take away is, goddamn, I wish I was, like, as good-looking as they are because they're about to get whoever the fuck they want. I mean, they balled out, you know, they balled out without any women in their lives, and, you know, they're going to they're gonna get they're gonna get what they deserve when they get back to Miami. Yeah. So I'm very yeah. proud of the team, and you know I'm excited for them, and hopefully we, you know, yeah. they can share their, you know, their success they're about to have with us on you know Pornhub or X videos or whatever it is. <laughs> you must have been really sympathizing with these guys throughout the duration of the bubble about how they couldn't see their spouses. Right. Weeks. I think Jimmy Butler chose to not have his spouse there, so I think it was, I think it was like he wanted to be. I th- do you think the hoardiness played into his played into his game a little? He's got bit? extra like, aggression. He got yeah. I yes, mean, I think, I think. How many times do you think Jimmy Butler jerked off in the bubble? I how think. Many, what is it? Hot take. Actually, hot take. I think that if he made his uh, coffee company an actual company outside of the bubble, he would make more money than he does than he does in the NBA. Selling twenty dollars coffee. Twenty cups. selling twenty dollars coffee cups. I don't. Is it big I don't face? think he makes a hundred forty-six million dollars over five years. Making coffee oh, over five years. He goes that's on a lot store. of money. He goes on but that's also. But I mean, you can. He can open a good amount of stores with that 146 million, and then because it's Jimmy Butler, I think he can make a pretty decent amount. I mean, yeah, he definitely improved his status. So I mean, I think now like the mixture of NBA success with coffee success will you know can be a big hit for him in the future. Probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Top ten player in the NBA. Top uh, top ten competitor. Top. One competitor in the NBA. Top, I ten, think, top yeah. ten player in the NBA. Top one aggressor in the NBA. Took a young team yeah. to the finals. Yeah. Well, the average age, probably around 20, what, 25? It's a young team. Yeah. You got none as a rookie. D-Rob, who's basically second a year. rookie. Well, second, second year. Right. Heroes a rookie. Bam's a third year. Bam's a third year. It's a young team. Young it is team. a very young team. Um, but, you know. Also, can we talk about Solomon Hill, who just... He's a bum. He looks ex- like he looks, exactly what you would he think. He looks like the fucking homeless people standing outside of the arena. I, I bet that's how he got on the team. You know, he's the, he guy, like, he's the guy who sells the cold water bottles outside. The right. Yeah. Oh he's my, also the epitome. I told me. I told me. <laughs> he's also the epitome of what a bum you would, would be. Like. No, I know, but not only a bum. Uh, what you would look like coming out of quarantine. Right. Like he looks exactly. He did what no shave November on his whole body. Right. That's what he did. <laughs> 
And no, nut, and no nut November. Right. <laughs> no shave bubble. For no shave bubble Hill. for, yeah. No shave bubble for Solomon Hill. And I think the addition of group economics, Andre Iguodala, really helped us. Uh, yeah. Finals experience. Grouponomics, you know? Group economics. All right. Uh, that's sports. Good job, guys. Thanks. Um, we did well. Another segment. Fall. Education reform. Brought to you by the back of Gordon Hayward's jersey. Education reform. Um, more of a, I'm more of like, yeah, I know. Black Lives Matter type jersey guy. How about you, Aria? I like the group economics off of Andre Godala's back. Or the The no-name Jimmy. Or the no-name Jimmy. I like that. Um, Badass. Yeah, that was pretty badass. All right, so this segment, education reform, um, one new fact that we learned either scrolling through Twitter um, or just, you know, being Gen Zers on our phones this week. Um, So really interesting fact that I came across this week. Jellyfish are not fish. Jellyfish are not fish. So they like, what? They come up for water. And get yeah. Like what is that? Or? Jellyfish are not fish. What are they? They have no brain, no heart, and no bones. So they're basically nothing. The one thing that they're they, jelly. They're jelly. They're jelly, and they're annoying. That's right. what they, yeah, they, yeah. they restrict brain, people right. from going into the into water. the water. Yeah, into right. the water. Into how, having like, fun in the ocean. On jellyfish, how do you how do you get rid of like a jellyfish bird? Do you pee on it. Vinegar or pee? I I was always told that if you get stung by a jellyfish, someone has to pee on it. Right. Yes. It's definitely pee. Has anyone ever peed on you? I've never like really been stung by a jellyfish, but I have like I remember going to the beach and like right. like having like be like okay yeah you need someone to, like go pee on. You. Yeah, for sure. I've I never think... been stung by a jellyfish. I've always been morbidly afraid of them yeah um, I mean, I'm not like that that's actually pretty surprising mm, the three of us who have lived in miami are almost our entire lives except for bigs we but probably are immune to jellyfish i think that's what it is also um yeah i mean they're just jelly like how how do they survive it's that's jelly weird. and like lightning Lightning, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time, every time lightning strikes it's, in the yeah. ocean, that's where they yeah. got their power. Smucker's jelly got struck by lightning. We right. That's jelly that's jellyfish. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, my cool fact that I found this was a couple days ago, but I still think it's ridiculously interesting considering that I order Outback Steakhouse probably more than the average human, but so a one pound onion has one hundred ninety one calories, which not that bad, sure. But considering a blooming onion from Outback Steakhouse is 1,954 calories, I think that, including my cardio, which I mentioned earlier, will definitely give me some type of disease in the near future because I eat that so often. It's interesting. You're a skinny guy, but you don't have the greatest eating habits. I do. I I can... I, in the second grade, ate ate 16 slices of pizza in one sitting. So well, you did mention to me today that when you go to Krispy Kreme, you get no less than... Six donuts. No fewer than six yeah, donuts. No fewer than six donuts. Uh, I, That's an elite metabolism. Right? right, yeah. I pretty much shit my brains out, I think, an hour after I eat. Sometimes I start feeling it while I'm eating. Yeah. But, yeah. Also, I tend to work out a lot. Has done nothing for me. You do? Uh, I yeah, actually, I, in, I, was I actually in Miami worked out. We, didn't five, re- we did not rehearse that joke, by the way. <laughs> that we was not, not a joke. <laughs> uh, I actually in Miami worked out five times a week, and it did nothing for me for the past three years. I still look the same as I did, I think, three years ago, maybe four years ago, maybe my entire life. I don't know, but I've been working out, and it's done nothing to me. So kind of sucks, but I guess being skinny's yeah. 
Eating do- eating six donuts cancels out any good work you do in the gym. That's, uh, that's a fair point. Yeah, I feel like if I were to be eating more healthy, then maybe the workout would have done something. But then again, it's six donuts. Like I can't pass up six donuts. Yeah, I mean, what what what, what are the go to donuts? Like your if you cannot Originally. double, if you cannot put in any doubles. What's your go-to six? My go-to six? Ooh, I think you have stuff. to be original. Orig- I mean, glazed without a doubt. All right, fine. If you there. can't go original, you can't go original. I can't no, go no. glazed? No, no, no. You can go glazed, but you can't double. Oh, I can't go six like two. So six flavors. different flavors? That's okay. your go-to six. So this is that Krispy Kreme, obviously, because Dunkin' is definitely not good. Um, so original, glazed, then chocolate with sprinkles, um, strawberry with, with sprinkles. I like the Oreo cake. I don't know if you guys have had that, the cake, the chocolate cake. In there? No, no, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not a fan of filling. I don't, don't. No, it's not a Boston cream. No, no I was about to say, I fuck with Boston cream. I do I not. Fuck, I can fuck, fuck up some Boston cream. I do not fuck with Boston I do naughty things to a Boston cream. I definitely do not fuck with filling. Um, so, so yeah, that's three. Um, oh, no, four, four, because of the cake. Um, there's this one Oreo one, which is really good. It has Oreo, like, flakes on top with glaze. And then I just have to go with just regular chocolate glaze, no sprinkles. Chocolate glaze. Yes. Chocolate glaze, no sprinkles. Yeah. All right, Biggs. What was your fact, Biggs? The fact that I learned something kind of just observed, like, you know, throughout my time, you know, in life. But I, you know, I didn't come across this until this week. And I didn't realize, like, I I, I thought, like, so I I grew up watching, like, Blue Mountain State. I didn't realize, I thought the only way to, to cheat a drug test was... You know, to do an oil change. An oil change. If you put the syringe up your, you know, your penis, then, you know, until you reach the bladder and shit just right. comes out, yeah. you feel it with your... All right, anyways, I mean, I you could do that. I don't know if you could do that. I don't know if that's I really possible. I want to do that, but apparently, like, I didn't realize, so, like, basically, obviously, I can get someone to pee in a condom for you, but apparently, if you get someone just to pee in a condom for you, like, and you have the condom with you, like, all the time, like, that's another perfectly acceptable yeah. way to do it. It's like... I go to someone who was getting drug tested, and I, I go to hug them because, like, I was, like, emphasizing for them, like, because, like, I'm new, like, you know, like, drug tests can always be a scary thing, and I, I go to hug them, and you're like, wait, 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 there's, I have a condom full of pee on me, like, on my leg right now, do not pop it, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so, I, you know, so I, I was, so then she explained to me that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to name names. Oh, no, no name calling. Okay. There's no name calling. And it was not my mother <laughs> or my grandma, though she does like to smoke. But, yeah. So, basically, pee full of condoms is a great way to treat a drug test. So, for all you athletes who, you know, um, all you college recover kids. off the field with some nice narcotics, perfect way to do it. Get a clean friend, which you probably don't have. Piss in a condom. You know, strap it around your leg and... You're good to go. Actually, not to expose all the Shekhalel community day school kids, but the majority of the majority of Shekhalel kids did do that the majority of high school. Breaking news. What's the breaking news? Breaking news. What's the breaking news? Solomon Hill shaved his beard. Oh, as we were talking about him. Wow. Solomon Hill. Wow. Breaking news. Shave the beard. Not an Thank ugly you for rat an update anymore. I could care less about. Thank Keep you. Going. Keep going. Right. So yeah, so all shall like Shek Whoa, I really misspoke there. All Shek I I'm I All Shekhalel Stoners. All Shekhalel students did that the majority of our high school career and we could not touch them for the majority of the time because 
They just had condoms full of clean piss on them at all times. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? Well, he was hanging out in the library. I was never in that. Oh, right. I was... Well, I mean, it was a lot of our friends, so I feel like yeah, we should have known that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I never felt myself rolling with that. With that crowd? With that crowd. With that crowd, yeah. With those band of brothers. <laughs> um, all right. We're a bit of class. Cool segment. Today in history. What happened This then? seems like it happened a million years ago. Just ten years ago. Oh. Um, after being underground for a record 69 days. <laughs> nice. Nice. All 33 miners that were trapped in that cave in Chile were rescued. That is kind of ridiculous because it feels like it goes yesterday. October 13th, 2010. That's crazy. That is crazy, you're right. I mean, the 69, like the coincidence brings up so many questions. Questions that I don't know. Do you I, think it was intentional that they left them in there for 69 days? I, I mean, I think they got there. They got to the cave, like day 66. You know, we're able to remove them by day 67, 68. And then they're like, all right, 10 years from now, some idiots are going to be digging a I like pass on this. And they're like, you know what? We're going to wait till 69 just to fuck with them. I like I vividly, I like vividly remember. No, I remember this completely. Watching. I do remember Watching this, yeah. like CNN and remember them like having to like put food and water in these capsules and like elevator it down yeah. to yeah. people. Yeah. And I was thinking like. How could you possibly live in a cave with right. 33 people for over two months? Yeah. And just like, it's, that's absolutely yeah, insane. No, I really we, do think that. Honestly, it gives you like different perspective. Like we think quarantine's bad. Right. You know, like locked up in your house with, you know, like your video game console and your all, your all you can eat fridge and, you know, your family, you know, your bed. When so, my putt doesn't drop in PGN. Yeah. <laughs> that's the world. Yeah. When I hit the post in FIFA, you know. Oh my God. When Ariel runs out of his donuts and then surprisingly grows a belly and then he's get and then he gets all pissed. Like let's go live in a cave for seventy days. Exactly. <laughs> See how that goes. Yeah. Um so what what else is new in the news? Um all right. Yeah, next segment. In the paper. Um we're gonna go through through some some pretty wacky stories that we found. Um Biggs found this one. It's about is it a German football team? A German youth Yeah, youth? it was German like uh, it was basically like the equivalent to like the minor league system in baseball, but it was it was football or soccer for our folks in you know the United States, and yes, yeah, so it was a German team. So you, yeah, just football German the youth the soccer team yes. loses thirty seven zero, which is an absolute obscene score for a soccer game. <laughs> I've always criticized soccer for <laughs> you know, draws, watching yeah. half an a uh, one and a half hours to oh. watch a one zero finish. Right. Yeah. This German youth soccer team lost 37 nothing, but, but German youth soccer team won COVID-0. They lost this game because they did not go on the field because <coughs> they were social distancing from their opponent. Yeah, player actually just worked out with a test result, apparently. I mean... And yeah, so basically I mean, they lost thirty-seven nothing. I'm kind of surprised that it lasted only thirty-seven goals. I feel like if you're just not playing against a team, you should score minimum one goal a minute. Right? How do you not? I mean, if they the games, hit the post, do you think? What do you think their shot percentage was? Did they have a goalie? No. I mean, no, I feel like they did have a goalie, they, but like, like, the goalie, like, all the goalie just like, players stayed off, and like just the goalie. I know. I think that like, like, no, like I think the goalie probably like. Like he was on the like he was in the goal in between the goalposts, and then every time a player would come within six feet, he'd just like run away or dive within side the goal. 
Like, I mean, he had to make a few yeah. stops. No, they had to be able to get another rest of the game, but not. I mean, right. that's just, like, crazy. another crazy story out of Germany. Yeah, um, Germany. Germany. Germany's Germany. Germany's known for their crazy stories. It is. Yeah. Right, what else? What else is in the news? Yeah. Just want to come out, speaking about Germany. Yeah. On the chopping block is an anti-Nazi podcast. We are definitely an anti-Nazi podcast. Let's just podcast. confirm that right now. Nazis are on the chopping block. Anti-Nazi podcast. Yes. Of course. Of course. Cool. I feel like that's not... Shouldn't be a question. That's a good thing to cover in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not a Nazi podcast. Anti-Nazi podcast. Yes. Um, so for all you people listening down in Mississippi, I'm sorry, but this podcast is not for you. Another cool story. Uh, a man blew up part of his house trying to swat and kill a fly. How? I don't understand. I don't understand how that's possible. Um, that's like some serious anger management issue. Do you think he turned on the gas? Like, No, I, I think like he was swatting a fly and just like fucked something up. I think that like, he might have like turned on like the gas like where you cook food and he just turned it on trying to kill a fly like that. And then it just like... Flies really do fuck everything. They up. do. They do. They do. Yeah. Do you think the fly had to play it, had to pay for it? No, the fly probably got off scot free. Yeah, he probably didn't even kill the fly. He didn't even kill the fly. Well, I mean, he kind <laughs> of blew up the house. He blew up half the house, so it would be pretty impressive if that fly got away without any scarring. Yeah. Um, and then the oldest person to ever jump out of a plane. Absolutely ridiculous. 103 years old. Skydiver. Would you? Wow. Would, I'm would, 18. I would never jump out of a plane. I have. You really. I want it. I want it. Right, so I actually planes. have jumped out of a plane before from 12,000 feet. Coolest experience <laughs> of my life. Um, 103 years old. 103 years old. Well, I, think all, I get it that like okay. it's the end of your life. And are, wait, are, like, why yeah, not? Yeah. But also like why? Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like or yeah, you cannot really talk about this because you're not going to last to 103 if you keep eating donuts at the rate. Fair, but time. I think that at, <laughs> once you get to 103, I feel like if you're skydiving, the skin's just going to fall off your like body. Yeah, like, like, that, like the air pressure, like, like the air is skin, just like your dentures are going to fall right, out. Like, like that's like it's like in the TV shows, the in the them. TV shows, yeah, where the yeah, fan yeah, yeah, yeah. is on really hard and all the skin all just the, comes off, and you're, and you're just, just a skeleton, skeleton. right? Yeah. with blinking eyeballs still, right. I feel like that's definitely your vascular ha- system. I feel like that's definitely what goes on if you're 103 in skydiving. So, I actually found a really cool. Who? Who is the senior advisor behind this 103 year old man? The senior advisor. His what? 74 year old son. <laughs> his uh, his 10 year old great grandson. His 80 year old daughter. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. They're probably not Go out of a plane. Go skydive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, actually, I found a really cool article in the in the papers. Um, so a Florida man was accused of forcing a small alligator. Florida man. Yeah, this was last year on October 10th. So a little bit today in history. A little bit, yeah. So kids, this will be in your textbook. Our, yes. f- our Florida man of the episode. Our Florida man of the episode. So this um, Florida man basically. Had a small two two Florida men actually. They stole a small alligator out of God knows where, yeah. and of course, of course, yeah, small alligators. <laughs> and so they forced the alligator to bite one of the men in the forearm, and then once its mouth was open, forced the alligator to drink beer. Okay, I don't understand the purpose of why they did this and why he sacrificed his own forearm. To make it drink beer, 
But I feel like it's pretty interesting considering we live in Florida. Yeah, and you have to drink a lot of beers, like, for the alligator, like, to one alligator to do that. And then, like... What effect, if any, does alcohol have on animals? I mean, like, um, honestly, like, I feel because I feel like they're, like, in water all the time. I feel like... I, I don't know. I feel like their blood alcohol, like, percentage has to be quite high for them to get, like, sort of drunk. Because I know... No, but what is animal drunk? That's I, a good question. I think dogs I know get dogs, drunk. Dogs... No, no, no. I think... Dogs can definitely... Dogs drunk. get drunk, and I think I've seen, like... Dogs get high. Like I've seen people. The dogs can get film, high. I've seen they people can. film videos of like them like feeding their dog like weed, they like them blowing out weed. <laughs> so I feel like they can definitely get yes, high. Yeah. I don't know what the effect is on the actual dog, but pretty interesting. Who gives a fuck? It's an alligator. Like, well, I mean, honestly, the only the only stupid decision that these guys made were wasting their beer on a fucking alligator. Yeah, what kind of beer was it? I, uh, has to good be, I honestly, don't know. Florida man has to be a classic. I mean, depending on probably a Miller Light. Do you think about. a Miller Light? Dude, they, come on, this is straight up Bud Light. Bud yeah, Light, middle of nowhere. Natty Light, Natty <laughs> Light, <laughs> absolute piss water. Yeah. <laughs> Shit beer. Yeah, but alligator was. This is probably like tasty for the alligator compared to like the swamps they live in. But fair point. But yeah, so right, Florida man of the week, spin zone. He's hydrating the alligator. Right. So it was. I don't even understand why he got charged with anything. I mean, he was. Helping the alligator at that point. All right. Cool. That was uh, in the paper. Yeah. Next and final segment. This is one we're really excited for. This is sort of a dynamic that we have um, as a friend group where Biggs and Ariel sort of... Love. You know... No, my name's Ariel. Biggs and Ariel sort of, you know, take a stance on a topic because they have the mind of an 18-year-old. Whereas I, of course, am in the body of an 18-year-old, but sort of have that older mind, older soul, dad mentality. Yeah. Um, so this segment's called Two Men, One Dad. We're going to introduce a uh, debate topic every week, and uh, I'm going to defend my stance. They'll probably attack me for my stance. Um, for sure. So we got this question well, from a listener. Offense. We got this question uh, from a listener. Um, do you wash your legs in the shower? Do you want to go first? This is a pressing question. As three people who do athletic, sorry, as three people as who do athletic activity, we know where we sweat. We know where we get dirty. I sweat on my ankles, and my shins, and my legs. So it is obvious that when I get in the shower after a game of basketball, maybe just the day in general, I know where I'm dirty. I'm dirty down there. So of course I'm going to put body wash past my kneecaps, around my ankles, my calves, and my feet. It is absolutely abhorrent for you to say that I only go... Sorry, I fell asleep. To my to your kneecaps in the shower and just quote unquote let the body wash drip down and that's clean enough. Like no, dude, wash your entire body. Okay. All right, big. Right, you want to tackle this idiot first? Or? Uh, I think you should attack this hooligan uh, to begin. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, Miles, you know, makes makes a valid point considering it's a compelling argument. Yeah, compelling I mean, argument. I was almost persuaded, and then I was like. Yeah, no, fuck that. I mean, look, 
Miles doesn't really do much with his time, so he has time to sit in the shower and wash his legs, you know, you know, wax his legs after he does, you know, shave his legs right. like he does every day, you know, get his toes nice and, you know, ready for to wear his sandals all the time. But truth be told, you know, I'm speaking with the majority of certainly Americans here. For sure. And probably the majority of, you know, people on this earth. The known planets. Like, unless I have, unless I went mud swimming, you know, or like I was a pig rolling around in mud, or I was, you know, bleeding ferociously out of my legs, I'm not washing, like, my legs below, below my knee. Right. Behind the knee and no, I will rub knee. my thighs. Right. Rub the I will rub my thighs. Yes, diligently. Yes. Dude, I will I will give my thighs, you know, the All uh, the attention it needs. All the attention it needs. But what? Well, well wouldn't you argue that in our world of immediate gratification and like you don't want to spend time really doing anything, that it's just like a you think it's a burden for you to like reach down there and wash it? I mean look, I honestly like Soap, soap drops downwards. I am confident that you know the. But you're not uh, scrubbing. But you're also standing inside of soap and water and getting the hot entire water on time. Like, Alright, look. You can make the argument that rubbing soap on your legs makes you cleaner, but that's not what we're. Uh, that's not what we're arguing. We're arguing should you? Right. And no, you shouldn't. It's a waste. It's, it's not. A, it's really not necessary. I feel it's a complete waste of time. It's but it's part of your body, just like your arms are. Sure, but I feel like I do you swim. wash your feet. Do you do you take the bottom? Do you of your go feet under your, your feet? feet, like the bottom of your feet? Yes. Really? Yes. Every time you shower. Yes. That you I, do don't. I guarantee you don't. That's I not do true. Want, you won't. You've never joined me in the shower, <laughs> and I never plan. On I don't think I will. Favorite. I don't think I will. Of course, I wash my feet in the shower. Do you wash or fine? Do you pee in the shower? Rarely. Really? What, if what? I have to pee, I will go before. I hop into the shower. Do you don't. Oh, yeah. Do you pee in the shower? Yes. Yes. I, I mean, rarely, hot, water, hot water makes you pee. I will. I will go to like my bathroom, not shower. I mean, yeah, not turn the water on, and I'll just pee. And then I'll turn the water on to clean it. Right. But, like, there's something more enjoyable about, you know, not having to aim and just kind of, like, let yes. it loose. Yes. I mean, uh, it's a fascination. But then you're and standing no, in no, your but head. As I got, no, you aim directly at where this, like, no, where the water I got older and I was and I was taught that I'm no longer at the age where I can pee in the pool. You know, having the fascination of peeing while being surrounded by like, water or, you know, water falling on you, I think, you know, kind of kind of brings back my childhood memories and makes me feel like I'm in the same level of comfort. And I think that's something, you know, like, I think that's honestly something, like, you're pretty admirable, like, you know, being able to make changes to, you know, still, like, appease yourself or appeal to yourself and, you know, to have a good time. I mean, I just think, besides, right, getting off track with peeing in the shower. Yeah. Which, back, I, which I don't do. Which I don't, you said, which you this, said you this do. might be. This, I don't think you should do. I th- this might be a topic in the near future on a different pod, on a different episode. But I definitely feel that. Listen, you're standing on top of soap and water throughout the entire shower. The thing is, every soap that you put on the body is going down to your legs yeah. already. Like it's cleaning. Well it's, said. Well said. It's cleaning you throughout the entire shower. But you're not scrubbing. But like, it's scrubbing like. How are you? Do you, do you like watch Netflix and like do you have like a? TV, like how long are you showers? No, he showers pretty quickly. That's why I'm like very. So like, like, he spends all the time on his legs. I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like he. That's not true. I feel like he rubs. Run, through, run, run, run me through your soap schedule because I do a few different routines. I'll and I'll I'll explain them after. No, no, it's got to be. You got to have a consistent washing system. No, I do have. A consistent I have a consistent washing, washing system. I want to know what yours is. Right, I, I get in the shower. Okay. I let. I pee first. No. 
I do. I mean, hot water. I feel like this is a scientific fact. I pee a few times. I think it's a scientific fact that hot water makes you pee. Right. So if I need to pee, I will and go it before you. I get in the shower. But that's not hot. Right. Okay, fine. What well, another su- subject for another time? Please tell us your soap schedule. Schedule. I will get in, rinse with just water for about a minute and a half. Play with my hair, justifiably. It feels good. Obviously. Then I will apply body wash to first the chest, left arm. His boobs, yes. Left armpit, right arm, right armpit. Uh-huh. Wash that off. Then I'll go. You know those stomach? Stomach Yeah, and yeah, stomach and chest. Oh, like, stomach and chest, okay. Yeah. That in it, that and then I'll go, chest and abs. And then I'll go back, my back, sho- like back of my shoulders, my back, lower back. And then I'll go into the thighs and legs, feet, and then wash that off. How much time do you spend? Like, do you just like do one scrub and that's it? Or? Three scrubs per area. Three scrubs per so area. Like, one, two, three. Like a quick like one, up, two, three. Like up, down, up, down, up, down. Like or up, just down, up, up, down. Like you're really, like okay. you're really going at it, or like it's like, like a scrub. Like when you're going through your thighs, like are you like? I'm not caressing myself, <laughs> but I'm scrubbing. Like, I'm are, rubbing, dub, dub. are you getting any, are you touching any sensitive areas and are you getting any feelings when you're rubbing <laughs> your thighs? Like, I'm washing myself. You're washing. You're yourself. washing yourself. And then. Washing yourself off uh, with body wash. Body wash. Body no, wash. no soap, body wash. Okay. I don't use a bar of soap. I use no, no, no. That's a different argument. I feel like we all agree it's body wash. Yes. Yes. And then I'll, rinse, I'll rinse that off. Rinse the hair again and then go into the shampoo. And oh, what? Whoa, <laughs> what is going on and here? And really Wait, scratch. What do, is going on here? You do you do soap, soap before the shampoo? That's what I just said. Yeah, I, I, I know what it's... <laughs> we are shocked at the moment. I went through my entire washing routine. We are shocked at the moment. No, this I, do, is... I do body first and, and then hair. That, because I the entire like... time I'm washing my body... My hair's getting more and more wet. So same but you thing. realize that all of the oil that you're getting off after you shampoo is just going onto your body and you're not taking that off after you use the soap. You're using the soap to get rid of all the oil that's coming down from your hair, including all the like I don't, disgusting. I don't find that my hair is oily. Though. I feel like every I also hair is do oily. this thing where I sort of like tilt my head back and sort of like brush the water off back. I think like everyone does that, but what I'm saying is so that like, like your back's sitting dirty now. So then, do you like reapply soap to the back? Right. You just live with like a dirty back. I have no idea what you guys are talking. Listen, about. oil is in the ha- hair. Oil is a thing. Okay. Hair oil is a thing, yeah, regardless of whether you Florida. feel it or it's humid. It's, you know I mean, regardless of whether you feel it or not, your hair has oil. The hair is the problem, not the legs. Right. I feel like this is a completely different argument now, and it's no, a very important the idea that legs yes. are stupid. Yes. Uh, our hair is much more important. Um, I'm a huge like body than hair guy. No, uh, I feel like you're in the very I much pull that, like, minority. Like I'm this is a here. is a huge minority you are in. I a feel huge like, minority. Yes, that's I an oxymoron. Feel, yeah, I don't care if it's an oxymoron. I'm quite surprised that the you minority. Do. Yeah, the minority stance is so huge. That right. It's, you know, it's like this is appalling. I would say. Yeah, I mean, like, this, this is like a this is a bombshell. Yeah, this is like in our friendship. Quite like this is. This Wait, is like you shampoo and then body wash. Shampoo. Like every fu- normal every person normal person does this. No. Do you conditioner or two in one? Two in one. Okay, fine. Uh, but I like my hair rough. Really? Okay. Um, rough and tough, baby. Well, listen. I mean, 
Shampoo, you're getting rid of the oil. Whatever stays on your body from the oil, you need to take off with the soap. You're completely taking out, you're just keeping the oil on your body. Yeah, I really never thought about it that way. Like, the water, like, water and oil don't mix, so. Interesting. Alright, yeah. we can talk about that more. Who wins? I mean, we, we, can never, let, we can let the listeners We'll decide. let the listeners decide. You can comment on our... All right. On our podcast. That's our show. We're so happy that you guys are joining us on this journey. We cannot wait to post more episodes, interview some amazing guests, talk about some more exciting topics, put those topics on the chopping block, totally rip them apart. Um, Miles signing off. Thanks, guys, for for being here, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, so from Ariel now, I mean... Very happy to be starting this. I feel like, I mean, based on our name for the podcast, I feel like Miles for sure towards the end of the episode is on the chopping block from that shower situation. Um, but yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited to be starting this podcast. And I feel like there's a lot to come. And I'm just extremely happy and excited to be embarking on this journey. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think like, you know, there's so many, like so many expectations, you know, right now to, there's so many expectations, you know, to like, to learn and, you know, to get this high education and all this bullshit. But honestly, like if you break it down, I think that like the, like the topics we covered today are going to be more useful, you know, for people than like any other, like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, like, I mean, it's easy to no, say, I mean, you're no, but it's, like, it's like when people complain, like, you're oh, going to Wisconsin. It's, it's like when people complain, like, oh, I wish they taught you know, class on how to pay taxes or how to pay my mortgage in school, you know, instead of having to teach or having to, like, you know, pay attention to a calculus class that you're never going to use. But personally, I think, like, this is this is equivalent to having, you know, that tax-paying class or, you it's know... an education in life. Yeah. I mean, this is... Because, look, we break it down for you. We give different perspectives, which is, you know, which is needed for you guys to form your own opinions. And I think what we're doing here is really going to make the world a better place. And I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I thought any differently. And, um, you know, I wish everyone, you know, have a great rest of your week. You know, stay safe from COVID. And, you know, that's all. Signing off. Wear your mask. Thank you. Stay safe.